Here yeah. we go. All right. Ready to clap? Yeah. Three, two, one. Oh, <laughs> but got upset during one of our recordings because when I, when, when we do our clap, it's like three, uh, the way I do it, it's like three, I clap on zero basically. Yeah, and same. yeah. And they were like, no, you, you're supposed to clap right after you finish counting down. I'm like, no, what? Incorrect. All right. What you have to start doing then is three, two, one clap or three, two, one now. Okay. Fair enough. We, me and you just know that because yeah. you know, we've been in the business for a year now. <laughs> um, but whatever. Three, two, one. That sounds so whack, dude. I, I think it was supposed to be three, two, one, like on the and of one. Oh, first of all, so dumb. Dude, that's like saying ro- people who go rock, paper, scissors and they throw it on scissors Wrong. and not shoot. Wrong. What? It's whack, and the fact that we have to clarify that before every game. And be like, it's it, on shoot. It's always on shoot. We're keeping this in the podcast. You're going to have to edit around oh, this. Oh, for sure. This Definitely. It's always on shoot, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Also, any legitimate game has to be best two out of three. And also, like the one time you don't ask if it's on shoot. Um, that's the that, time. That's the guy. Dude, they that's, they jump yeah. the gun. Oh, my gosh. Dude, be like, yeah, uh, I didn't know it was going to be on shoot, but. I won that one. So, it ca- dude, no. It's because no. I wasn't ready. So, of course, I was rock. Duh. <laughs> that one doesn't count. I haven't even thrown it yet. But now, because you think I threw rock, I can't throw it anymore. And it sucks, bro. All these people invested in Bitcoin and got upset when they lost all their money. Like, hey, man, writing was on the wall. What? <laughs> Welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that's part improv comedy, part movie club. I did it backwards. My name is Craig. Should I just no? Keep it in. Be wrong. It's fun that way. My name is Craig Wells, aka Permanent Handle, and I'm Alex Good, aka Whatever I Want to Be, because we're gonna. You know what? Listen, man, I'm not about to put my real name out there, but it doesn't take a lot of research to find out. (laughs) Um. So that's aka. I'm not gonna put my real name out there, but it doesn't take a lot of research to find out. (laughs) Uh, Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! We've been doing this for one year too long. One whole year and unless i mess it up which it's on the table but unless i mess it up um this will be like the one thing that i've stuck to my entire life have you ever had a relation you've had a relationship longer yeah. than you right yeah i have did you cheat on her no did she cheat on you <laughs> i did say that pretty defensively yeah. didn't i <laughs> no why are you asking shut up no what no <laughs> Um, See, there's a couple and, things. Yeah, but like dating is usually fun. I can't have sex with a podcast. I mean, you can have sex on a podcast. <laughs> um, my my parents listen to this now. I got to be more careful. Yikes. Um, yeah. maybe we should have your parents on the podcast. <laughs> um, overall, you know, this has been a it's been a good year for the podcast. I'd say. I think like we're ready for season two. Let's just get this yeah. on the table now. It feels, dude. Can you imagine if you're watching a TV show and they have to do 54 episodes before they get to season two? And because here's the problem with having seasons that last super long. When you introduce a new person, you have to be like, hey, by the way, first couple episodes suck, right? Or be like, hey, skip straight to the second season. If we tell people to skip straight to the second season, they're missing out on over 50 movies. Yeah. And we got good somewhere in there. And I can't tell you where. Our audience knows. But the problem is, is we got, I think, let's just, this is just hypothetical. I don't actually know. First seven episodes were whack. Then we had a real good eight, whatever. And then maybe a lull. And then it just fluctuated. Like really good episode, really bad episode, really good. And then somewhere in there, we leveled off where like a lot of them were pretty good. And then occasional dip and occasional spike. But I can't tell you where we leveled off. Or if we should just be like, hey, these are our best of top 10 podcasts and you should listen to those but i think we definitely need to come up with the list of hey if you want to get the jokes like cox gun go back to the original episode where we do it but i can't remember which one that is oh no not at all i feel oh you know what i think i remember which one it was was it it i think it was one of the december ones because we were doing a frat party scene where like one of us was an alien that teleported it was the the first time we ever did um no but scripts where we had to write for the other person oh 
Because I put yes. Cox Gun in the script as a yes. joke a couple yes. times. But it was the first time we ever wrote a script. Yeah, that was half cast. Um, that I think that was like episode six or something. I don't know. So but, that's like another inside joke. First time we did the uh, stepdad joke, even though we haven't talked about that in a while. First time we came up with our catchphrases at the end, which I think you had before me. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um... First time you did the intro and then continued to do it for the rest of them. Yeah. So I just want to say, because I'm the one that like looks at our statistics and everything. Those December episodes have been like slow burns. Like whenever I can tell like, oh, somebody new is getting into the podcast. It's like one of my MCU episodes and then a Johnny Depp episode. Johnny Depp, dude. I didn't think he would be the one to break barriers. Also, what are the, can you name all the Johnny Depp episodes we did? Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep. Um, do I have to do it in order? No. <laughs> Edward Scissorhands, Donnie yeah. Brasco, Secret Window, and what was that fifth one? Dude, I'm in the exact same spot as you. Give me a sec. I can. It was Donnie Johnny. Brasco, Secret Window, Pirates of the Caribbean, Edward Scissorhands. What was that fifth one? Dude, I cannot remember. <laughs> this is where. Oh no 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 no! Didn't we do a Christmas episode? No, that was the Edward Scissorhands. We did Edward Scissorhands for Christmas. Yeah. This is us finding out. Um. Uh. Do you think you remembering how those movies went, you can guess what you rated them? Yes. If I, I remember pretty much, I would say I remember most of my ratings. I always rate higher than I actually did. Because I oh, anytime I look back at a movie, I always rate it higher than I did right after I experienced it. For some okay. reason. I always think, oh, it's not that bad. It's always not that bad. What's um, eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah. Dude, great freaking movie, dude. Yeah. Listen, I get why people why people do it. I wonder if we could do like a theme for a month where it was just like the fans pick the episodes or the fans pick a theme and we either the fans pick the episodes for you know four weeks or they vote on a theme and we have to pick movies we want to watch within that theme. Yeah. At this Which, point, we're just having a business conversation while recording. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to include the business meeting we had for 20 minutes before we started recording. Right. <laughs> what we're saying is we have fun on this podcast, and it's been fun doing this podcast. And if more people listen, we can get more fan interaction. Right. Also, did I still haven't checked my podcast instagram account <laughs> i tried to log in yesterday and i'm like do they just like deactivate my account because i hadn't posted anything but i went through and i had a, the right username right password the it's permanent good one no oh you're alex, alex good goods one. i never go on the instagram because like <laughs> what am i supposed to post on instagram just pictures of me recording studio setup what am i guys I don't know. Uh, did you did you never verify the account? Maybe I don't know that I created that almost two years ago. Yeah, it's so who absolutely knows? crazy. I th- might have done that before COVID. So oh, wow. Yeah, bro. Who knows? Yeah, dude. Who knows? I'm super grateful. This has been super fun. Um, yeah. I know over the past couple episodes, I've gotten a lot less toxic and a lot less cancelable. Granted. That's how they get you. They pull the old stuff. So it doesn't matter if you're better now. They go back to the archives and said, hey, we know that one time in 2020 when your life was falling apart and you're in between jobs and you had just started the podcast and you were willing to say anything because we were all going through traumatic experience. Well, during that time, you said that Asians were the least cool of all the minorities and I'm just going to get canceled. And obviously someone's going to clip what I just said. Yeah, it, that someone's going to be me. And canceled. Well, before we let you do that, do you want to just jump into our movies? Let's jump into the movies, man. It's the last movie in our best and worst theme. Yes. And we did the great and powerful Will Smith. Will Smith. Uh, His worst movie is Wild Wild West, and his best movie is The Pursuit of Happiness. So we will be looking at those two. Um, We're going to be going all spoilers. So if you would like to skip ahead to the next segment, you can do so right here. Time code 3825. So, Wild Wild West. I imagine that this is going to be one of those we have wildly different opinions movies. I don't think so. Because you said that, I think we're going to be on the same page. This is what I will say. For all those people who've stuck around for this entire theme, this is the best of the worst movies. 100%. Hands down. I was like, this movie isn't bad. Yeah. It's just nobody's taste. (laughs) 
Yeah, like this is that that is legitimately the exact same thought that I had while watching this movie is it's like, you know, like I had a preference for nine, but like in general, this is the best worst movie. Now, hands down, not even close. If you are unfamiliar with Wild Wild West, it is a movie adaptation of a TV show of the same name where uh, we have Will Smith, who is like a gunslinging cowboy army guy. And we have Kevin Kline, who is kind of like Inspector Gadget if he was in the West. Or the Q in the James Bond series. Yeah, you have su- James Bond and Q if they were partners. Super like gadget heavy, like keeps a pencil in his sleeve like an assassin from Assassin's Creed. Yeah, like, like soup. Yeah, dude, you nailed it. It's just gadgets. It's, he's the inventor. He has a device for everything kind of thing. Very nerdy. That And the two thing. of them team up. They're, they're forced to team up and stop uh, Bloodbath McGrath and then later on uh, Dr. Loveless. Dude, from, also, this is yeah. a period piece. This is a period piece, like straight up. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, President Grant was a real person. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, Kevin Klein, whose character is name I don't remember. Wow, I was really hoping you would, like, I'll, save me. <laughs> I thought your audio cut out. Nope. Kevin Klein, whose name is Artemis Gordon. Yes. Commonly Ar- for just Gordon. Um, He does, like, um, disguises and stuff. And Also, you might know Klein from our other worst movie, Ricky yeah. and the Flash, which was, by the way, <laughs> the worst of the worst movies we watched. Yeah, for sure. Oh, well, except for the terror, but... Yeah, but that thing was just... It was bad for a different reason. Yeah, But the fact so... that this guy's in two of the worst movies, I'm like, my dude, pick better pieces. Um... So this movie is not rated high. It has a 4.9 out of 10 on IMDb. And it's because nobody can agree on comedy, right? right. Everybody has a different taste in comedy. And and the thing that I said while I was thinking about this movie is this movie decides on a style of comedy and it doubles down on it. Like it really plants its flag on this is we're going to do dumb slapstick jokes and we're going to we're gonna like scrape the bottom of the barrel and that's the sense of humor and if that's your sense of humor it'll go well but if it's not you're not gonna like it whole bunch of super cliche quotable one-liners as jokes set up punchline the whole thing there's scenes that go long purely so they can add jokes yeah, I want to tell you some of the jokes that I... Okay, this the, the way this movie opened... It was with I, Captain America's shield. I instantly knew I was going to like like this movie more than other people did. It's when Will Smith is like making out with that girl in the water tower and he's like trying to like look out of the peephole while still kissing her. And, and so he's just, he's just kissing the air. He's full on making out with nobody for like 10 seconds before he notices and I'm like, "All right, that's kind of funny." That's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I didn't like this movie. But I, liked I recognized it. that there is a this is a well-executed movie that wasn't for me. All the other bad movies we watched were badly executed movies that were also not for me. But this one was like you know what? They did their best. It came out in 1999. Humor has changed. I just don't think this is funny. Yeah, I didn't love this movie. There were definitely parts where there were some groaners in this movie. Hardcore. And like the plot sucks. It's, you know, there's I'm not a big fan of most of the characters just in general. So like the jokes are what makes this movie like tolerable. Um, <laughs> um Some other things that I thought were cool. Uh, I think that I thought the gag were like genuinely cool there were some that i thought that were extra for the sake of being extra like oh gordon is super anal about something like this so he made a gadget about it right but then there are other things this isn't a gadget but just something that i thought was really cool where will smith is in someone's office and there are dudes camouflaged into the paintings and they all step out of the paintings to attack him and there are just like outlines of people in the the paintings i thought that was cool that, that was, was cool pretty visual. cool i did not see that coming and the thing is you see one and he shoots him and he turns around and just shoots and you don't see what he's shooting at and then it cuts to a wide and there's like 10 people on the ground yeah all with paintings behind them right it was dope so i uh something else that i thought was funny <laughs> there's a scene where uh will smith causes like an uproar in a party and so they take him outside to get hanged and he <laughs> 
Oh, dude. And, <laughs> and they give had- him like last words and he's yeah. just like listen hear me out and so the line that got me is he goes in my native land and someone in the background goes georgia right <laughs> like they're just like which is the least racist thing that could have been said exactly and he goes no africa <laughs> Like, I think that this movie had several good points of subverting expectations where it's like, oh, great. He's going to do like the Will Smith token black guy character. And the guy's like, dude, you're from Georgia. What are you talking about? It was that was really funny. All It seemed like that entire speech was improv and we could have wrote those jokes because they were super easy. He was just like it was he was making it up. Macy straight up said, like, is he making up these lines? This sounds like an improv segment. <laughs> like it just it w- didn't come off well, but it w- didn't come off well on purpose. Dude, shout out to my favorite female in this movie, Lippin Reader, who, oh, as you might be able to guess, yes. reads lips. <laughs> Again, another one of those jokes that's just like super flat and obvious. Like that it's funny because it, if you walk into this movie like I want stupid humor, you're gonna get this. Dude, if you like Adam Sandler movies, this is right up your alley. Yeah. The people aren't used to Will Smith doing those movies. And like there's a scene of like there's a the, the party that Will Smith causes an uproar at. Um Gordon goes in dressed as a woman and Will Smith walks up to another woman thinking that it's Gordon. Well, he goes in in an earlier party, he's dressed up as woman and there's a whole scene about developing that costume and then this one he looks like an outdoorsman like the rack raccoon hat and stuff but he, will smith assumes he's going in as a woman again because it's the same costume except this person's real yeah so so will smith walks up to this uh lady and says like he he like insults her to her face right like by the way you make a terrible woman yeah he's talking to Gordon thinking that's a real dude and this woman is Gordon dressed up so he goes hey man take it easy on this woman she's not gonna be worth the ride trust me and she's like what and what are you, you know talking about? and then he like plays her boobs like drums because he thinks that they're not real like it's just it, like you put it perfectly it is Adam Sandler level humor performed by Will Smith right dude so, it was it was crazy oh dude there's a I have a bunch of scenes this if you don't get like quite how Adam Sandler is it feels like a men in black parody this whole movie feels like a men in black parody um they did this whole thing with a nitro cycle purely for the transition and that was weird um there's a nice of you to drop in cliche and you already know when they say it because that cliche only gets used at the exact same time in every single movie when someone falls in and they didn't expect it and someone introduces themselves by saying nice of you to drop in it's super gross I hate that kind of stuff, but it's 1999, so they might have been the first people to do it. So <laughs> the whole feel my breast scene, it doesn't yeah. feel real. It's too firm. It's really hard. And it's you can't see what they're doing. So the conductor. It sounds like, more oh. sexual than it is. On purpose. That was like, I bet they were one of the first people to do it. Um, yeah. And uh, there's a scene where they're like in mud for like 20 minutes or like um, was, which, that was mud, right? Or was that poop? I don't even know what you're talking about. When they are, I'm trying to remember, like when they're telling the spider story, like the spider and the scorpion and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Well, there was that whole time they were, dude, this movie's got a million things going on. Yeah. (laughs) Purely out of how many locations they had to film at or how many sets they had to build, I was blown away. Yeah. So like, I I just think overall, it's not great it's not i would i don't know if i would say it's good but like it's not the worst it is the best worst movie we've seen like you go through so like you go through the comments on like imdb or like the trivia and it'll be and it's all just like will smith turned down neo from the matrix so he could do this he said it's one of the worst career decisions he's ever made and then there's another one that's like when he asked his mom how she liked the movie she said You've done better. It's not that bad. I mean, it is when you compare it to The Matrix. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's also, Will Smith did this movie because he grew up with a TV show 
and he liked the actor. He just had a history with it. Um, and like, yeah. apparently the main guy from the TV show hated the script and like refused to do a cameo in it because he hated it so much. And I'm like, guys, it's, it's not that bad. Yeah. I mean, if you're okay with magnets being like a huge part of this movie and how you're yeah. outrunning magnets who are trying to cut off your head. and Yeah. Lots of magnets. Lots of magnets, bro. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about the scene with the head where, yeah. where. Um, Gordon first introduces the head and Will Smith just keeps going, that's a dude's head. Yeah. That is a whole dude's head. And then he has to put glasses on it. And dude, it's just weird. It's just so, I don't know. There's like a general grievous moment too. Yeah. Um, and I, the fact that you know what I'm talking about is crazy. <laughs> just like, at, like this Loveless just gets more legs. Yeah. And we're like, wait, what? He goes from zero legs to four legs. And you're like, have I seen this before? Oh, yeah. Star Wars. Granted, Star Wars did it 10 years later, but. It was just like, the did the whole thing, man. Whole thing. I what are think... we doing? The no more Mr. Knife guy. <laughs> and there's a guy with, guess what? Knives. Uh, and then he fights like a Terminator man with like a <laughs> metal body. Yeah. Also, Loveless had a freaking Hunger Games beard. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which I wanted to end my own life. Shout out Selma Hayek. She was a freaking dime piece this whole movie. And then you find out she's married, which is, of course, of course. Also, this movie set up for a sequel, which, thank God, did not happen. Well, uh, maybe if they made the second one better. I think the problem is, is Will Smith knows this is his worst movie. And this is... Will Smith's um, Green Lantern. Sure, fair And he enough. talks about it like it's his Green Lantern. In other interviews, he talks about this movie. Same thing with Ryan Reynolds. In other movies, he talks about Green Lantern. It's the same thing. It's the running joke of, I messed up and I'll never revisit it. So maybe there could be like a short made, but he's not doing this again. Yeah. Um, I'm giving this like a six and a half. Ooh. See, by me talking so much about it, it might give the audience the illusion that it was a good movie. Um, I'm giving it a four and a half because this movie was bad it was the best of the worst what but still bad bro you made me think you liked this movie it i did not like this movie bro it was the best of the worst the comedy wasn't funny it was super dated will smith shouldn't have done this movie the thing is, is i'm used to garbage this movie wasn't garbage it was just bad it's something i'm never gonna watch again but now i'm glad i watched it because i'm just checking off stuff off my will smith checklist yeah this movie's like a six six and a half somewhere in that range that's <clears throat> so high bro we've watched legitimately good movies that you've also given that i laughed is this movie better or worse than emperor's new groove i laughed just as much during this movie than i did during emperor's new groove oh my gosh throwing up in my mouth (laughs) okay well we need to talk about pursuit of happiness yes um this was will smith's second oscar nomination Was the other one seven pounds? No, the other one was Ali. He played Muhammad Ali. I've watched that movie. I I made a straight up judgment call. We're not watching Ali ever on this podcast. I watched it by myself. It's two hours and like 30 or 40 minutes long. The plot is so heavy. The only reason he got nominated is he was playing a historical figure who means something to everybody, and he played it honestly, which basically means we watched a documentary where the person was acting in it, and it was not good. All right, fair enough. But this is Pursuit of Happiness, a movie where Will Smith yells at his actual child for two and a half hours. Dude, Jaden Smith is so stinking cute in this movie. He really is. He also, really aren't is. you and him the same age? Give or take. I think he might be like a year younger than me. How old is Jaden Smith? Jaden Smith was born in July 8th of 1998. Then never mind, he is six months older than me. And he is straight up adorable. Yeah. And his acting was fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and this movie stressed me out the entire time. Oh, I've yeah. Seen this, movie this is a, a couple times. very stressful movie. And it just like it you go into his shoes so fast that you're just like waiting for something bad to happen the yeah. entire time. While we're while we're on the subject of Jaden Smith. I have to imagine that like Will Smith after every scene had to just be like, you know, I love you. You know, I'm actually your dad. You know, we're going home home. Right. Right. I think it was another thing. It was like, I'm calling you Christopher. Obviously, your name is Jaden. This is act- also his dad's one of the greatest actors of all time, which feels weird knowing that this is his best movie and 
It was a great movie. It's not in my top 10. Um, my, With top 10 stuff, like he's, it's all personal preference. And this movie is too heavy to be in my top 10. I think the acting could put it up there. But like right. overall movie movie, probably not. Right. It was... I mean, he did an amazing job. It's just yeah. weird that like this movie stands out and all his other movies are good, but not great. Yeah. So if you're unfamiliar with Pursuit of Happiness, the general plot is Will Smith plays um, a guy who is practically br- broke, poor, He's a very struggling poor. salesman. Yeah. Who, Struggle- when his wife leaves him, he takes custody of his son. And unfortunately, he has to intern as a broker uh, for, you know, financial wealth. But that internship is unpaid. So when his salesman's business tanks early, we see him as he is struggling with that. He has to take an unpaid internship and raise a kid by himself when he has almost no income coming in whatsoever. And we just watch him struggle. Yeah, there's a lot of like couch surfing. There's begging for money. Hey, you mm-hmm. owe me. And we're watching him give people money when we're like, ah, oh, I wish you, you didn't have You don't have, have that do money this. to give. And we know you have to do it, which sucks. Also, this movie is based off a true story. Yeah. And, and like when we say give people money, we mean like very small bits. Like there is a bit where one of his... One of his bosses at the broker firm is like, uh, hey, I left my wallet upstairs. Can you give me five dollars for a cab? And you look in his wallet and he's got eight dollars. Yeah. And so he gives his boss the five dollars and we as an audience are like, oh, that's going to set him back weeks. Also, this guy's homeless. Straight up homeless, like goes from the internship, picks up his son and like races to the home to the shelter. Dude, also the scene where he has to straight up run away from a taxi because he's like, I can't afford to pay this fare. Yeah. They're like, we're going to share a taxi. I'm going to impress you with the fact that I can solve a Rubik's Cube. Right. And then you're going to get out and forget to pay the fare. So now I'm stuck with $17 that I straight up don't have. So I have to run away. Yeah. Um, I think the inflation on this, for what it's worth, I think it's about twice as much. Yeah, because so like, this takes place in San Francisco, one of the most expensive cities in the world in, in 1981. 1981. Yeah, so so whenever they say a number, just double it. That's how much money they're dealing with. Which is still not that much money. Uh, and so like when he's arguing over $14, it's like, oh, he's arguing over $30. Yeah, he's like, give me my money. You owe me my money. You've been dodging me for months. Yeah, just like imagine like a work friend of yours or like, you know, someone just outside your immediate circle yelling at you every time they see you for $30. Like that's how like desperate this guy was getting. Dude, this movie freaking now that i have a kid it hurts me so badly yeah being like and this and christopher Jaden just doesn't know every time i think of this movie i think of once i mean i think of a couple of scenes but i've seen it plenty of times the first one that comes to mind every time is the time machine pretending to see dinosaurs and sleeping in the cave yeah oh and yeah by cave we mean a subway bathroom yep and yeah. he's pretending that he so he sells a essentially a device that replaces x-ray machines um it's pretty it's like 200 some bucks so when he sells it he can live again yeah um and he has to carry it around because he doesn't have he had to sell his car um and there's just a scene where he pretends it's a chime machine and he has to convince and he's convinced uh christopher that we're gonna play an imaginary game and there's dinosaurs and we're gonna go sleep in a cave and that cave is a bathroom and christopher goes along with it because it's a game to him and he's five years old and he doesn't care that they're sleeping in a dirty bathroom and you see will smith cry like what am i doing i'm putting my kid through this and i'm like so heavy bro i i think the scene that got me in that same regard was right before that like literally right before that when they get kicked out of the motel that they're staying in and will smith just like sees all their stuff outside and like well we can't take any of this because we can't carry it anywhere and and christopher's like let me in i want to go inside and he's having a tantrum about it and it's just like you like you can't explain to a kid and maybe you can but like it's difficult to explain to a kid like hey we're not allowed in there because we don't have money anymore also and- the first the entire first act is being like you're behind on daycare 
you're behind on rent. You can't live here. It's too expensive. You owe me money. And he's like, I'll get back to you. I'll get back to you. And eventually he has to move away. He moves from an apartment to a motel room. His kid is somehow still going to daycare. And I think she's just like, it's just a bad daycare. They're watching TV the whole time. He's just got to be like, you know, I, I have no room to speak anymore in this. And um, eventually he gets kicked out of a motel because he's months behind on that. It's rough, bro. Yeah. I, I think one of the uh, there's a scene that like really shows like how expensive it can be to be poor. And like uh, the the scene that makes me think that is like when he's in the police station having to pay all these tickets. Um, and he's and- essentially just sold one of his machines and almost all of it is going to pay tickets yeah and which he got trying to sell the machines yeah and he has to stay there until the check clears which is at 9 30 in the morning which is overnight for him and he has an interview at 10 15 the next day also that is exactly when him and his uh, wife split so now he has to call her and be like i need you to pick him up i can't take him yeah and so now his ex-wife is in charge of his kid and he has to sprint from the police station to his interview in like his weekend clothes that he was wearing to paint the apartment because he was painting the apartment because that's the agreement he gave his landlord so he can stay in the apartment another week because they're three months behind on rent. It was so painful to watch, bro. It was so bad. Um, And I felt, I just, dude, I felt bad the whole time. And almost every scene, you don't see him eat, but he's making food for Chris Rick. He's like, I can't afford to make food for both of us. So there's like even a scene when he um, sold the machine. He's like, we're going to go to a hotel. And then after that, they went out to eat. And he's just watching Christopher eat a pizza. And I'm just like, yep. At that at that point, that's what this takes. Yeah. And it sucks, bro. It's so hard to watch. Like this dude gets hit. This dude get hit. Like this dude gets hit by a car, gets up and goes back to work. Without a shoe. Yeah. Because he has to be there. Also, he's carrying around a essentially what's now like a $500 machine and it gets stolen from him so many times so many times and he gets them back but sometimes he gets them back a week apart sometimes he gets them back months later and that was the last one he had sold the rest of them already he gets the last one back literally months after he lost it and now he has to fix it because it was taken by a legit um homeless person with a mental disorder and thought it was a time machine so now he has to go and fix it and he doesn't know what was wrong with it it was dude this whole movie i'm just like golly man yeah you so can't I, catch a break so on that bit with him fixing the 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 scanner so he stays up for nights nights reading the instruction manual on how to fix it and he goes to the hardware store and buys an eight dollar part it's a light bulb for this scanner and we first of all when he says when uh he's like how much is it and the cashier was eight dollars we're like oh oh eight dollars yikes that's a lot also he just gave blood and got like 25 yeah so we're like dude this thing's worth 30 of blood And and then he's on the bus with Christopher and and Christopher asks, like, can I hold it? And you see, you see him think if I give it to him and this breaks, I'm going to snap. I'm going to have a conniption. Yeah. And so, like, I I was kind of hoping he just didn't give it to him. Yeah, me too. I'm just like, you know what? This is a this is this is there's a couple parts where you're like, okay, this is a movie. Um, if you look into the trivia, they did make a lot of this worse for um, yeah. him than it actually was. Like the internship in this movie, only one of them can get the job. In real life, whoever passed the test, there was a very good chance he would get the job. And he, in real life, Chris Gardner scored really well. So it was a guarantee he was going to get the job. He wasn't competing against everybody. That being said, a lot of the stuff is true. And if half of it is true, it's still so bad. Yeah, you can't cherry pick the best half and be like, this is okay now. Yeah, I, dude, it killed me. Um, Shout out Miss um, Newton, bro, for playing his wife. I didn't know who she was before Westwood and Reminiscence. I mean, okay, more Westwood because I watched, you know, the first two seasons and she's one of the main characters. Um, She killed it. Amazing. Yeah, she's like, listen, I'm working double shifts already because you haven't been able to sell anything. So you need to start bringing income in because we can't afford to live here anymore. Oh, also, um, his car gets repoed because the IR oh the IRS dipped into his bank account and took out like six hundred bucks. 
which is Without telling literally him. all the money he had because he'd been extending. So he's reached in and took all of his money. And he's like, I have nothing left. And that's when his wife, Linda, a.k.a. played by actress Miss Newton, was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm literally carrying this family. It's not sustainable. I'm freaking out. Um, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. The, so I, I was thinking, like, just for kicks and giggles, I looked through the one-star reviews for this movie. Like, who doesn't like this movie to the point where, like, they give it a one-star rating? Right. And there was some amount of just like, this movie's a bummer. This movie, like, you know, this, I don't like how this movie makes me feel. And like, those are valid criticisms. If you don't like how a movie makes you feel, that, that that's totally valid. Dude, that's like watching a scary movie and be like, bro, I was too scared. Yeah, I mean... We're, I mean, we're about to, we're about to put that to the test. Um, it's just, it's so annoying when they're like, I hate that a sad movie made me feel sad. But a lot of the stuff is just like, a lot of the one-star reviews, now I'm looking at them now, just make me mad because they're like, this movie is one of those one million dreams, follow your dreams and maybe you can achieve it. But I'm like, no, this movie's not about that. Yeah, th- that's what, that's the other point that I was going to say is like, it, um, it doesn't, like, it's too much of capitalist propaganda and it doesn't address like the race issue and the class divide. And I'm like, it doesn't have to, you know, like it can be a movie about a poor man without like addressing all this stuff. Also, like, a lot of people hey, are like, you- listen, this guy was not a good guy. He left his wife. He wasn't pulling his weight. He got them in a, finan- a bad financial situation. You could say that was all his fault. And then he put his kid through a horrible situation. I'm like, let me tell you this, bro. When you are in a relatively good situation, it's very easy to make smart decisions. When yeah. you're n- just nothing but depression and anxiety for years straight your ability to make smart decisions depreciates significantly he can't think straight because he can't there is no long-term thinking his thinking is how i'm gonna how am i gonna sell this today so i have money today so i can pay off thousands of dollars of debt which i've never had and how i'm gonna survive today he doesn't have time to be like man I just went out, worked really hard. I could invest this and be fine. Or maybe if I repaired my relationship with my wife, she would stick around longer and we would have joint incomes. You just don't think rationally, okay? And it sucks. And this whole time, I'm just like trying not to like, uh, you just hate the situation the whole time. Yeah. I never hated him. I, I thought there was a couple of times where I'm like, this is a bad decision, but it was, it's life. Life is full of bad things happening to people. When Chris uh, Christopher loses Captain America and Will Smith is just like, shut up shut up we have to make this bus and he says it a lot more passionately than that and you see christopher crying i'm like that's a real life moment a lot of people be yeah. like man he's a bad dad but i'm like listen if they don't run they have nowhere to sleep tonight so gotta extend them some grace here yeah it's just it's one of those things that like it's super easy to criticize stuff like that because it's a movie and stuff like that so i i, I don't really give reviews like that much merit also if you're salty about how this movie you know wasn't real deviated too much from the true story hey guess what bro it's also a movie get over it every war movie you've ever watched was based on a true story and guess what a lot of stuff isn't real get over it it's a movie hollywood's trying to get you money and Harry it worked. styles was not at the battle of dunkirk freaking get over it dude i don't care at some point it's a movie if this would are you saying you would rate this movie higher if it wasn't based off a true story you freaking dummy get over it uh i'm gonna give it a flat eight same here yeah perfect Rock it, on. when i was younger this was like a top five easy but we've watched way too many movies <laughs> For that, me to, yeah. to give this any, I would, I mean, I could give it a little bit and say like eight and a quarter. I wouldn't go higher than eight and a half, but this is all like preference. Once you get eight is about as high as you can go objectively. After that, it's all preference anyway. Um, So it's in that preference range. Everyone should see this movie. Everyone Definitely. should see this movie. Yeah. All right, Alex, do you want to welcome back our non-movie listeners? Non-movie listeners. This, okay. How do you, maybe these people just skip all the movies. You have no to assume No one skips so. Will Smith, bro. Your mom knows who this guy is. Your dad knows who this person is. If you lost, wow, that was a super dark joke that I'm not going to finish. And you should probably cut out. Maybe you just bleep it. I don't know how this editing thing works. All I'm saying is this is not the one to skip. Everybody knows who this guy is. Give him the respect he deserves. Either watch the movies or listen to the podcast or both. But do one of those options. Uh, Alex, you have the improv segment. Improv segment this week is a new one because I get bored easily. Don't tell my wife. It's called Cultural Translation. One of us is going to be talking to a group of people, but they need the other one of us to explain or translate for the audience. However, I'm going to give you two options. 
and you're going to do one and I'll do the other by default. And you're going to pick how we're going to translate it. All of it's in English. It's just how we do it. Okay. Are you ready? So we're going to be addressing an audience. You can make up the scene as we do it. Doesn't We don't need to do like commencement speech, eulogy, all that stuff. Make it up. Do you want to translate for me baby speak or sexual innuendos? Let's do baby speak. Let's do baby so speak. I'm going to have to do sexual. You know, the only reason I'm giving you first choice is because I have the options in front of me. So, okay. So and are these two separate scenes? Yes. So you, I'll be talking, and you're going to say what I'm saying to children. Got it. Got it. Got it. Or to adults, where you're going to be saying it, how you would talk to babe. Super condescending or patronizing, whatever. And then you'll be talking, and I'll be converting what you're saying into sexual innuendos. All right. I got it. All right. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Mommies and daddies, welcome to the show. We know that post-pandemic, it's been hard to come out and see live theater. We know that with everybody with big tummy aches, it's been really hard to come out of your houses. But as our first show back in this new auditorium... But as we all come into this big fun house, we would like to thank specifically our sponsors who helped put this whole show and building together. We would like to thank our big important friends that helped us all get together. First, I would like to thank everyone at the Shannon Foundation. We would like to thank everyone over there at the Shannon Foundation. And also everyone who filed a grant for us through the Willow Foundation. And we would also like to thank everyone that gave money. Um, without further ado, here's our high production um, <laughs> live theater performance of Cars 3. And here we are. We're going to watch Cars 3 now. Are you excited? Thank you very much. Um, we will see you at intermission. Clap your hands. Are you excited? We'll see you at the halftime. To be honest, that wasn't that bad. It was annoying. Should I say Cox Gun so everyone knows we're done? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't that bad. It was annoying, but it was it wasn't a whole lot of goo goo gaga. How do you how do you explain to a child what a grant is? <laughs> I was thinking about that as soon as you said the word grant. I'm like. How, how yeah, like do, a lot of adults don't know what a grant is. <laughs> or a foundation or like, I mean, auditoriums are probably closest to movie theaters that don't show movies, but yeah. not too bad. Yeah. I, I, All right. I, yeah. Not All too right. bad. You know, it's a new improv segment. It takes time to get our legs. So you want to go ahead with yours. I'm doing sexual innuendos. Yeah. Welcome, everybody. Hello, sugar daddies and little babies. <laughs> I would just like to thank everybody for coming out to my graduation party. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everyone, for coming out, wink, wink, of your little dungeons to come celebrate our coming out, wink, wink, party. I just want to thank everybody already that gave me graduation gifts and graduation cards. I just want you to know that all of that is super appreciated. Thank you, all you kinks out there who penetrated my heart with all your love yous and thank yous and meet with me laters. It all touched a spot in me that my husband hasn't been able to reach in years. Uh, I also want to thank everybody. I want, I want to thank those of you that were with me through high school. Um, it was, you know, kind of difficult for me, but because of the support that I had, I was able to make it through and I'm grateful for that. Thank you for all you early boyfriends and girlfriends who let me explore my body and what it really means to turn yourself on and sexually explore yourself. I appreciate each and every one of you for not kink shaming me and letting me explore what really it means to understand your own sexuality. I'm indebted to you and that's why we'll be handing out IOUs for sexual favors. And while I don't know what the future holds for me, I do have to say that I'm confident with everybody that I have at my back. I know that I will find some way to succeed. Thank you, everyone. And I know personally, it's been hard to reach the climax. But for all of you who've been hitting it from behind, just know that I appreciate the work you're doing from back there. So uh, without further ado, you know, as the French say, uh, let them eat cake. And thank you for so much. We have reached the end. Oh, my gosh. It was worth it. And as you know, aftercare is the best care. Take care of yourselves.
Surprised you didn't make a cake joke. It was difficult. I was so focused on not swearing <laughs> and being like, how do I ride the line of where we don't have to put an explicit rating on this? Fair enough. Fair enough. So I'm like, we can say all these words. I don't know if I can say them in this order. <laughs> Also, you took, you gave me sentences. So I'm like, what did you say? <laughs> but we figured it out, man. Figured it out. I always wonder how they do that in real life. Where they're like, well, that person said a lot. So I hope you remember what he oh just said. Oh my God. I, I, the last time I thought about that was when I watched, um, what do they call the president part? The president thing? Inauguration? Yeah. Uh, was during the inauguration. It's just like, you just gave a 76 year old man two sentences to remember. What? Yeah, bro. I'm like, freaking yikes. I was like wheeling and dealing. I like picked ideas. Um, So that was cultural translation. It's coming back. We have lots of other options. Let us right. know if you have a special like nuanced way of communicating. We'll see if we can incorporate it in our show. But we all know you're not actually going to reach out. So that's me just pretending we're more popular than we are. <laughs> Which helps us sleep yeah. at night. If you guys know anything about self-esteem, fake it till you make it. All right. We are going to do our middle segment. If you don't know, our middle segment takes a little bit more preparation and it's kind of more interactive. Um, I have brought a bunch of hypotheticals with me. Hypotheticals, oh, would you rathers, stuff like that. So w- w- they range from a, a variety of subjects. Uh, they're pretty Craig branded, not too explicit. Um but, but I take all this stuff seriously anyway. So seriously. Yeah. I You have to. I really think about like, if this were to happen, what would I do? A lot of people are just like, well, it would never happen. What do you mean? I don't waste my time with what ifs. It would never happen. I don't, I'm taking this stuff dead serious. All right. First up, would you rather have a partner that has the aesthetic of Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka or Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka? Gene freaking Wilder, bro. Of course. Hands down. I'm, listen, bro, I'm so vanilla. And if we (laughs) do Johnny Depp's, I'm in trouble. I think, also, I would get canceled so fast because they'd be like, I want to do this. I'd be like, I'm not comfortable with that. I want to do this. I'm not comfortable. We'd have freaking other people participating in our relationships it'd be so open and just be me being uncomfortable with the whole thing there'd be an impending divorce it's so wild to be like yeah it's closer to the book says what you see is what you get but i'm like yeah but it's so much It's too much. Also, there's a guy on TikTok that does Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka without a shirt on. It's like the glasses and the hat and a blazer. That makes me so uncomfortable. I didn't know that I wasn't attracted to Johnny Depp's Willy Wonka until I saw somebody do it for real. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm more uncomfortable than anything else. My issue a lot with it is I grew up with Willy Wonka. I watched it all the time, like in December, like right around Christmas time for some reason. Um, And seeing any change was tricky. And then I think in second or third grade, we read the book and I'm like, oh, man, this movie doesn't have the squirrel that has the golden goose. And then Johnny Depp's movie does this or vice versa. I think it's vice versa. Uh, I remember Johnny Depp's having squirrels. Okay, so Johnny Depp has the squirrels. And I'm like, oh, it's closer to the book. But also Johnny Depp is scary. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like this guy. I don't want to be in a factory where people are dying and going missing. I'm scared. That man is the reason there are that OSHA exists. Yeah, dude. I would be I would come home and be like, I cooked you something and I'd be like, is it poisonous? Will it kill me? Will I turn into a blueberry? Will I drown in fudge? I'm terrified. And you know that the answer to all of those questions is try it and find out. Yeah, I'm like, bro. Be like, it's. I just got it back from my R&D department. It's all experimental. Be like, well, I'm having chicken and rice. <laughs> all right, next one. Would you rather only wear, sorry, would you rather always have to wear a prison jumpsuit or always be wearing knee-high boots? Knee-high boots, bro. Do you know how quickly I would just die? <laughs> die on the streets if i had a prison jump shoot on so many people would be like i did a citizen's arrest and he resisted i would be dead so fast the second that happened i'd be taking out a multi-million dollar life insurance policy because i'm like i only got to pay this for one month yeah i do i there's states that straight up i can't go to anymore yep 
To be honest, there's probably countries I can't go to anymore, and the U.S. is one of them. All right, moving on. Would you rather eat only Kraft brand food okay. or drive only Olds- Oldsmobile brand cars? Oldsmobile brand cars, bro. Because here's the thing. Kraft's, it's, I don't even know if they have anything to do with the meat industry, which is a problem for me. I'm not going to be forced into vegetarianism. It's not happening. Um, Oldsmobile, listen. I'm driving the old stuff because the newer, like early 2000s sucked. But dude, old movie, look up the old stuff. We're talking like the 70s and 60s. I can, I can rock with it. Like All right. a cutlass, man. Heck yeah. All right. Would you rather complete a degree, but not actually get the degree okay. or be pregnant, but, or like complete pregnancy, but not have anything to give birth to? Oh, degree hands down. Cause then at that point you're learning sure. for learning sake. Also, if you're not worried about getting a degree, you don't need to worry about grades. You need Fair. to worry about just paying attention and learning the material. And but that's also, the best part about school. But it's also still four years. And like you have to keep up your grades well enough to be admitted to the next Yeah, class. I don't want to get kicked out. And you still have to pay for it. Yeah. I guess actually college is college is free for me. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and I would probably drag it out longer than four years. And I'm taking theology, philosophy, probably some theater classes, acting classes, definitely some writing classes, public speaking. And if I'm not worried about a degree, I don't care if it fits a major. I'm just going, bro. That would be dope. That for sure. Dude, screw being pregnant for pregnancy's sake. The only people who should be pregnant for pregnancy's sake are the people who are like surrogates and they're getting paid and compensated and they're doing it for people who can't or won't have their own children. Those are the people who should be, they're doing the Lord's work. At that point, they're having kids and they're not keeping it, which is pretty close to hypothetical, but I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Would you rather have the Omnitrix from Ben 10 or uh, the arms from Generator Rex? Okay. So this is tricky. I want to say Ben 10, but the problem with that is none of them are blending in. Zero. No, correct. You will be, ah, you will be a public figure. 100%. So now I'm, I'm a superhero who I'm the real life freaking Avenger. Yeah. And there's going to be a million people who want what I have because we watch the Avengers and I can't blend in. But I know specifically there are so many of those monsters or whatever you want to call them. Aliens. Aliens. That are so dope. I can't pass it up. Like straight up, like the one for me would be like anything that can transport me quickly. Be it like accelerate or stink fly. Or what is that ball one? Cannon. Yep. Something like that. It's cannon something. It's not cannonball. Is it just cannonball? I think so. Okay. But okay. Fair enough. I think I would probably do the Omnitrix too. It's just, come on. It's sick. It's sick. And also, isn't it like every season we get new aliens? (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. yeah, man. Yeah. By the end of the season, I will have master control of the Omnitrix. So down, man. I'm so down. Omnitrix not even close. All right. This is the final one and this one takes a little bit of explaining boys or girls all right you get a hundred and fifty thousand dollars to complete this task and this task is to get 100 percent of the achievements in every game in the sonic franchise on xbox consoles you have to do it in three months and i get a hundred fifty thousand dollars if i do it yes but if you don't do it you get none now here's some numbers for you to help you consider this on the xbox consoles there are 20 sonic games and according to true achievements completion estimates added up it would take you about 493 hours which is 12 and a third work weeks okay so uh, so you get three months to do all this to complete 20 games for hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and also these games are sonic games okay listen it would suck but i think i can do it because i think the first two weeks i'm beating all the games and i'm getting the bulk done and then at that point I have two and a half months to grind the special stuff. Okay. I never thought about doing it like that. Yeah. I've always just been like, do one, get it done. Do one, get it done. Do one, get it done. No, I'm going to do all of them doing campaign playthroughs or however Sonic works, doing all this stuff. I'll look them up ahead of time. So I'm like, let's not miss the easy stuff. Sure. Go through. I'm going to get more than half, probably 60%. 
Okay. 60, 70, if I'm, some of them are easy, 60 are the hard ones that I'm like, okay, I'm only going to get 60. Then I'll double back and be like, all right, let's grind out, you know, the first one and just be like, we got to get through this. And I think that would be the best way to do it. And that way I could focus on a game and get good at a game. But when I'm just cruising through, I don't really need to know the mechanics. I'll just figure it out and get more than half. Um, but when I'm going for achievements, I'll have spent all day or all th- three days in a row playing the same game i'll get really good at it and i should be able to knock them out all right fair enough fair enough but also I, I... achievements suck and i hate them <laughs> so that in itself is a punishment and if i wasn't getting one hundred fifty thousand dollars, there's no freaking way i would do this literally if it was less than a hundred thousand dollars i don't think i would do it yeah the that's... problem is is i can't have a normal job and do that at the same time so i'm Correct. taking a huge risk here yeah and one hundred fifty thousand dollars is barely on it's it's almost not worth it. All right. Well, those were all the hypotheticals I had for you. Beautiful. Um, Loved it. Yeah. Uh, are you ready for our one-hit wonder, the segment that we do that's never coming back? Send it. All right. Alex, before we do this, I have to ask you a question. What is your favorite franchise? Like, expansive universe franchise. Uh, video games, movies, TV shows. Anything. It's, I want to say, uh, here's the thing. I'm stuck between three. Grand Theft Auto, James Bond, and Batman. I'm going to choose, so for the purpose of this, I'm going to have you choose between Batman and Grand Theft Auto. Then I'm going to do Batman. All right. Alex, in three minutes, can you name 30 Batman characters? No. Well, we're about to find out. Well, I can't. Bat- that is three, so many. That's two, so many. One, start. Are you keeping track? Yes. Okay, so Batman, Martha, uh, his dad, Wayne. That doesn't count. What's his, what's his dad's first name? It's not Bruce. No, it's not. The problem is it's going to come. It's okay. Alfred, Riddler, um, Penguin, Catwoman, Robin, Nightwing, um, Poison Ivy, Joker, Mr. Freeze, um, the Gracie family. Um... Commissioner Gordon, Two Face, Bane. Uh, you're a minute in. You have 14, McGinnis. You have fifteen. You're a minute in. Dude, that's it, man. No way, that's it. That's it off the top of my head. I don't know. How, I forgot how much time I have, but that's I can come up with more, but they're gonna take way longer. That's why you have you have you're halfway through. You have ninety more seconds. Oh, I don't. No, I don't have ninety more. That's gonna. I can come up with three in that amount. Really? Yeah. Okay, so let's call it. You got fifteen in ninety seconds. Yeah. Um, would you like to turn the tables? Um, what was his dad's name again? Thomas. Thomas, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking about it now. I would have said Rachel. Yeah. There's really like my. I just named the biggest villains. I never watched the comics. This is all movies for me. Yeah, I never watch sure. TV shows. So it's if they're not in the movies, then I just have to go off my gut. So not yeah. bad. All right, let's do yours. Actually, give me three, and I'll pick for you. Star. I'll do Star Wars. Marvel. Too big. Marvel's also too I, big. I told you to go broad. But the thing is, is like you didn't tell me what it was. You know what it is. I could do thirty Marvel right now. Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah. I'm taking yours from you. Okay. Marvel is so big, bro. Screw you. Okay, do 30 Marvel right now. Go. Okay. We got Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Black Panther, Ant-Man, Black Widow, Nick Fury, Spider-Man. We might as well throw Miles Morales in there, too, as a different Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Um... Bro, I haven't even gotten to villains yet, bro. Um, we're also gonna do. Dude, this is the problem is as soon as I start talking, my mind's drawing a blank. War Machine. Then we'll do Killmonger, Thanos, Vision, Wanda, Quicksilver, um, Red Skull, Mandarin, um, Doc Ock, Green Goblin, um, Vulture. Hulk, uh, Abomination, Whiplash, um, Hawkeye. Think I don't know if it said Thanos. You did. Um, I mean, this is way better than I was doing before. Yes. Um, drawing Pepper Potts. Okay. Um, that's best I can do. I don't know. I don't you're know what ta- time it is. You're halfway through time wise, and you have mm-hmm. five left. Yeah, bro. So at this point, I can just Uncle Ben. Aunt May. Yeah. Um, Three more. Jarvis. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh. I'm trying to think. Ultron. And I can just leave, name somebody's friend. So I got to think of friends now. Too many movies that my brain is like literally freaking wasp. <laughs> so yeah. 
and the wasp. That's it, bro. That's All 30. right, fair enough. Took you two it's fifteen. Just like, the thing is, it's just like it's been around for so long, and Batman just doesn't. It's it's the same characters, different villains. Avengers is one character is the same, and we're gonna give you a different villain for every single movie. So All right, fair enough. Easy day. Do you still want to do turn- Star Wars real quick? Yeah. Send it. The problem um, is, is you've already thought about this. Well, okay, here's the thing. I thought about it. I got to like, my number, I was thinking of if I could do 50. That's crazy. I got to 10 and I'm like, stop. I need to do this for the podcast. Okay, do Star Wars. All right. Um, I'll worry about the timer if you worry about keeping track. I got you. All right, three, two, one. Anakin, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, General Grievous, uh, Commander Rex, Yoda, Mace Windu, Kit Fi- uh, yeah, Kit Fisto, uh, Plo Koon, Luke, Leia, Han, Chewbacca, uh, Ray, Finn, uh, General Tarkin, uh, Snoke, um, then we got Ezra, then we got uh, R2-D2, we got C-3PO, we got Chopper, we got um, Zeb, we have Cad Bane, we have uh, Jango Fett and Boba Fett, we have the Mandalorian, we have Grogu, we have uh, Cara Dune, we have Moff Gideon. That's we- 30 right there. All right. they've been- Dude, the thing is... is- the key to this game, if you want to play with your friends and family, pick movies and TV shows, pick diverse. You're going for TV shows, movies, video games, comics. Yes. Pick Big stuff broad. that's been out Big for broad. a long time. Yeah. I could not do the same thing. I I might game be able to, the, Grand might be able to do be it with Mass Effect. Yeah. That's why I was having, yeah. Batman was, I'm thinking, I was, I was focusing too much on movies, favorite movies and um, favorite video games. I'm trying to think of all the stuff I could do that for. I could do that with comedians. Yeah. As a, the comedians on a franchise. I could do that with, I mean, actors and actresses, obviously. I could do that with athletes. Easy. I could do that even in a narrowed it down to NBA athletes, NFL athletes. But movies is hard. It needs to be broad. Yeah, for sure. Because it needs to be also recallable immediately. <laughs> yeah. I've also been like knee deep in Star Wars for the last month. Yeah. So, I, yeah. That, that, so, that was our little counting game. I didn't come up with a name. I just didn't do names this week, I guess. But that's, um, that's the end of this week. And that's the end of season one of Permanent Good. What's going to change in season two? Practically nothing. <laughs> um, it's just the fact that we've done a bunch of episodes. And we want to make it a little easier to know where stuff was. So we're adding a break in there. To, easier for you, easier for us. Yeah. So next week we are, since we're done with our best and worst theme and October is here, we are going to be doing classic horror movies. And first up, we are doing Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that's ne- Nightmare on Elm Street, the original one, got Johnny Depp in it. Um, I'm very excited. I listen, as you might know from a certain hereditary episode, I am not a horror fan. So doing horror movies on this podcast and then also on Small and Tall, I'm gonna need therapy. I think another Bad. thing though is a lot of these movies are old. Yeah. So I won't, I feel like it won't look real. A lot of the stuff will feel weird. So I think I don't. I hate these movies too. But I've also never seen them before. Everyone has talked about them for literally the past twenty years of my life. So I need to invest a little bit of time just to know what the hype's about. For sure, for sure. Have you been watching anything else? Playing anything else? Boy, have I, bro! I've watched three movies. Um, starting from the top, I watched Minari. Um, it was nominated for Oscar. Stephen Yoon's in it, who you might know from Walking Dead. Um, it was dope. I loved it. Um, you might not. It's it's very like real. It's similar to Pursuit of Happiness. This is we're going to follow someone through their life, watch bad things happen to them and see how they deal with it. Yeah, I remember when the Oscar hype was happening for that movie. Just like I just remember hearing a lot about homelessness around that time. Right. Um. This is one of those. This is just one of those things. I loved it. I would recommend it if you like um, real life dramas. It's basically a Korean family um, starts a farm in 1980s Arkansas and a lot of subtitles because they're speaking Korean. So if that's a deal breaker for you, then whatever. Um, Next movie I watched was Tomorrow War with Chris Chris Pratt. Pratt. That movie doesn't end where it should have and would have made sense the entire audience would have have you seen it no i you, heard it was the okayest sci-fi movie ever if you liked the day after tomorrow aka live die repeat then you'll love this movie um because they're so similar yeah um there's a time element to it um there's an obviously we're fighting aliens um 
it's but it's cool the it's so weird because you watch the movie there is a spot where everyone thinks the movie's gonna end and then it goes on for 30 more minutes and then it ends again and it's also good like it wasn't that that last 30 minutes was bad it was just unnecessary you know we've watched movies like that before we're like this is an okay ending we can assume the rest gets figured out (laughs) but they wanted to assure us it did get figured out i'm like okay man whatever it's on Amazon Prime. I recommend you watch it. Um, I gave it a 7 out of 10. It's kind of whatever. Okay. And I went against your recommendation and watched Kate. Yeah? It was similar to John Wick, except for worse. Yeah. In that, every way. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. tricky part is it was a little too girl boss for me. And it was it felt pandering, which yeah. sucked. It was one of those things that we're including women. But I'm like, we've I've watched better female John Wick movies. Yeah, definitely. Salt was amazing. Way better than this. And it was annoying that we watched a person who's like, I got one day to live, but I have to go kill a bunch of people who wronged me. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And guess what? Everyone saw the bad guy coming a million miles away. Yeah. And that was annoying. And the fact that she just like wouldn't die got annoying and the acting was okay um and the whole time i'm thinking oh this chick was in sky high (laughs) so that movie i'm giving a four out of ten all right um it was whack and i don't recommend people watch it fair enough yeah i mean if you like violence i guess if you (laughs) love violence and it just makes you feel nice and bubbly inside then watch it but that's the only reason yeah um i've i started replaying mafia 2 because i like that game a lot uh they did they came out with a remaster the remaster is not great but the game is good like the game um Um, what would you say the main differences between the og and the remaster are uh the remaster when you in certain chapters not all of them but in certain chapters when you get in your car and drive the screen gets angry at you and this is in the remaster yes so um yeah it like kind of looks like the screen is trying to cast a curse on you and you just kind of have to power through it um and then there's another part where you're driving through like a little like neighborhood but there's kind of like an overcast of light like kind of like you're in the upside down and i'm like huh this wasn't here 10 years ago (laughs) oh boy dude so, like, if you're okay with powering through graphical glitches, like, I love the Mafia franchise. Okay, so, so I've never played it. Yeah. Should I just skip the original immediately and go to this one? Um, I, I don't know. I like the first one, too. I really like Is it all. just a nostalgia thing, though? Well, so I never played. So I played the first Mafia only on the remaster. They remastered the first two. And so I really like the first one. I only played it as a remaster. It's gorgeous. If you like mafia stories, it's a fan. It's like a, it is literally a mob movie as a video game. Um, was the first remaster better than the second one? Yes. Million. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Good to know. So if you wanted to start with mafia one, you absolutely could. It's a fantastic game. Sounds good. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much it. More star Wars, but that's nothing new. Um, and that's pretty much it. Anything else you need? That's it, bro. All right. Well, we'll see you next week for season two of permanent good. My name is Craig Wells, AKA permanent handle. And I'm Alex. Good. AKA Alex. Good. I was going to try and think of what I said in the first half, but it was way too long. Have fun, be safe and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mom I said hi. See you next week. Deuces. Deuces.